You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 87. In this episode, I'm speaking to Patty Palmer about the pros and cons of membership sites. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Patty Palmer, who is an art teacher and entrepreneur that went from blogging and selling 200 products on her website to creating a membership site with thousands of members. She shares with us how she made the transition and the benefits and downsides of membership sites. You'll find links to Patty and the show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 87. I'm so excited to be here with Patty Palmer, who I didn't know until a year ago. And it was absolutely amazing to get to know this woman who had taken all her little products from her website and built an amazing membership site for teachers and parents. And I want Patty to tell us all about it. Patty, thank you for being on the show. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. It's really, it's fun. I love talking about business. So, you know, I'm a, you know, super excited to be here. So thank you for having me. So Patty and I know each other from James Wegmore uh, Mastermind Inner Circle. Uh, and I would love for you, Patty, to share a little bit the backstory of how your membership basically came to life. You didn't always have a membership site, and actually it's not been that long since you completely changed your business model. So tell us, how, how did your business look like before that? So yeah, the, the evolution to a membership site for me was an easy and a hard one. Um, I really didn't know what a membership site was before I met James Wedmore, uh, but I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So I was an art teacher and I taught in a public school system in California for over 12 years. And 10 years ago, I started to, to blog about my experiences in the art room. And after a couple of years of sharing what I was doing, what I was noticing was that there was a ton of teachers asking me questions about how I did things. And for me, I was like, okay, well, I'll not only tell you what I did, I'll create a PDF lesson plan. So if you want a drawing guide, or if you want a teacher script, or if you want to see exactly what I'm doing, you can download this. And so that was really successful. I remember spending about 20 hours creating my first PDF lesson plan. I'll never forget it. And I was thinking, how am I ever going to make money by selling this for $5? And it took me 20 hours, like, where's the scalability? But you know what, after, you know, eight years, that one PDF lesson plan has sold like hundreds, <laughs> thousands of copies, like it's just been incredible. So then I got on the roll of, well, if they like this lesson plan, I'll do another one. And so I continued on that model for about eight years, maybe six or seven years. I can't, I actually don't remember. 
But ultimately, I had about 150 products, 150 lessons. I had some e-courses. I had uh, posters. I just had, I really had about 200 products. And that's when I met James. That's when I decided to say to myself, okay, I'm going to, this is lucrative enough. I love doing it. This is where, you know, I really thrive as I love teaching, but I also love teaching teachers and I love having a business. So that's when I joined James's mastermind and he kind of said, well, you know, Patty, there is this, like a way you could scale this. <laughs> it's called a membership <laughs> site. And at the time I was like, I think I know what a membership site is in theory. You know, we all have Netflix and, you know, we all belong to a membership site of some form or another, whether we know it or not. Uh, but I couldn't really wrap my head around how I could switch my business model from going to one-off products to a membership site. Um, but really, it was the most perfect solution for me, not only for me as a business owner, and not because it uh, has anything to do with money, but the focus that I can put into creating products and content for my uh, members and reaching out to them in a community format that I know is just with members has been one of the most enjoyable experiences for me. I really feel like I'm making a difference going on a fine, instead of selling to everybody, I can focus in a little bit more and it's really delightful. And it's so it's good for me, but it's also amazing for my members because they have access to me, I give them access, we share, we're like one big group and we can all feel it. So the membership site, it goes way beyond scaling your business in my mind. And yes, it's very, it's lucrative. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's a really good model, but that allows me to invest more in my business and build out my business even more. So that's kind of in a nutshell how it came about. <laughs> <laughs> so you had 200 products. Can you give us an idea of the price range of the products? Well, you know, <laughs> don't between three and like, I would sell a, like a small little individual like poster for $3 or like an e-course for 129. And like my big signature product was a series of videos where you could play me in front of your classroom and I would be the teacher and I would teach the children how to teach art. And I sold that for 350. So I, I sell mostly to teachers and to parents and to studio owners. So budgets are small. I'm not selling to a business. And you know, price point is, is important. So I'm more about selling a, a lower price point at a higher volume. So did you take all your products into the membership site or did you leave some of them still outside? Such a good question. That was the question I had. How do I transition? What do I do? What do I, what do I say to my customers? Like all of these questions were like, I didn't want them to hold me back. So I decided right at the very beginning, I'm either going to go for the membership site or not. And I'm going to apply the basic model structure of a membership site or not. So I had to make a decision. And for me, my decision was I was going to pull 95% uh, of my products from my shop and put them inside my membership site. Now, I didn't just drop them all in there and go, okay, here's a free-for-all. I basically strategically planned it. So I created uh, bundles or learning units for teachers that every month there'd be one or two new bundles. And when I first started, 
I really only had a couple of bundles and a limited amount of resource. But you know, I asked my you know best customers to you know start and grow the membership with me, and we started at a reduced price. And there, you know, that's my best uh, retention rate. Certainly, there are still about 85, 90% of those initial people are still with me. And it's because we kind of built it together. And that whole first year, they said, okay, these are the artist studies we want to, um, we want to download. And these are the areas of learning we want to experience. And so I kind of catered the membership to them. Now, after about 16, 17 months of having the membership site, we have a different model of how to how members access um, the content, but because there's so much content in there now that it becomes overwhelming if you just kind of say, okay, join, here's access to everything. So we kind of structure it a little bit, uh, but in answer to your question, yeah, we kind of, um, we took all of our products, reformatted them, added standards, and this is kind of teacher stuff, but how do I make it even more beneficial to my members, like what this little individual lesson can do for them? And we kind of staggered it throughout the year. So by the end of the first year, I would say 90% of what was in my store was in the membership site. But the reverse wasn't true. There was a lot more in my membership site that my store didn't have. So did you keep some products outside so you could sell them to anyone who comes to your site when your membership site is closed? Yes. So what I, we just strategically decided to take the top 10 lessons that were our best sellers and keep those in the store at different price points. Because I feel like my, in terms of a business sense and the evolution of a customer for me is I offer free products and I get them, to, uh, they get to know me and what we offer them and then they can they can enter into our system like at a five dollar product or a six dollar product and then they might want to take buy a more expensive product maybe it's twenty nine dollars maybe it's a bundle and then you know if they need a class or something they can they can take that and then usually by that step they will have you know purchased a few products gotten to know us and then become a little bit more uh, likely to become a member. That makes absolute sense. Do you have a higher priced product still outside the membership or not? Like this one you mentioned before for 300? Well, that product I actually include in the membership site. So uh, it's not contained as one solid or separate unit, but it is distributed among the different uh, bundles and teaching resources I have. So basically the membership site is our bread and butter. It's really 85% of our sales. And we do sell, you know, some, we have a summer workshop that is one of our bigger ticket items that every summer I host a workshop for 200 teachers in Santa Barbara and people fly in and we create art for two days and we support one another. And a lot of those people are my members and some aren't, you know, some of them just come in for the day. So we have a few other products that we sell, but mostly it's membership based. It won't always stay that way, But my advice with the membership site, especially when you're kind of going all in like me and you really have a brand that people associate it with and now you're trying to build a new brand or a new uh, way for people to consume your content, it takes some time and you have to stay in the, the growing phase for a while before you start to expand into to bigger, higher price ticket items. And you kind of really just have to understand and know your market, what's their threshold and And then how do you want to support them on their journey? Yeah, I have a lot of 
clients or let's say also people just listen to this podcast that would love to create a membership site, but they're doing it on top of many other things. It becomes like an additional thing. What do you say to those people? You know, there is, I've heard it said before, and I don't believe it, that the membership site is kind of like the holy grail for a lot of uh, online business owners. Like it's, they, there's a lot of, in my mind, misconceptions that it's an easy way to have recurring revenue. So the recurring revenue part, yes, it's very powerful. And it allows you to plan your fiscal year uh, better. And you have a little bit more security. And you, you start to understand your retention rate and all that. So, so there's a, a t- tremendous amount of benefit. But I would, I would say this. You, ha- you have to understand there's lots of different types of memberships. Uh, my membership model is one type of model. But there are community-based memberships. There are memberships that operate simply on an email to people. So it can be really simple. And it's, it's really how you structure. It does take time. You don't just want to sell a membership and then hang your members out to dry. Like you want to, it is a commitment in the sense that you're always delivering content that you, uh, in my case, I like to engage with them, with my members, because that's what's important to me as a business owner. That's what's important to me in terms of my passion. I want to help teachers succeed because I love what they do. I love the fact that they teach art to kids and it's my favorite thing. And so that it's a passion for me. Now, when you're just using your membership model as a, you know, a financial, you know, another financial gateway, I have no problem with that. But it is, they do potentially take up some of your time. So you just have to be aware. Um, Stu McLaren, uh, he formed a group called Tribe. And Tribe is an amazing online course that you can really learn the philosophies of each type of membership model. And I believe Stu has an enrollment period coming up. Um, If anyone's really, truly interested in kind of learning about the possibilities about membership sites and the different types and how it could fit into your business, I would recommend checking him out. He's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think you have done some mastermind days with him as well to to work on your membership site. Yeah, Yeah. I, I did an intensive with him. Basically, you need a plan. You can't just wing it. <laughs> well, maybe some people yeah, can. Yeah. I couldn't wing it. I needed to know what was going to happen. And so I could strategically think about how this would affect my customers and how it would, would affect my brand. So for me, it was a, there was a tremendous amount of planning. So you made this shift from selling 200 products to a membership site. And it's truly your business model. Like, yes, you have some extra things, but you don't have a big online course or, or any other big big ticket items uh, for now. How much time do you kind of invest on a daily basis in your membership site? It's full time. <laughs> yeah. and, and I have a full team. Time. Yeah. My husband uh, yeah. works full time with me. He's the, um, the CFO. So he takes care of all of the financial stuff and all of the technical stuff. He's a, a former computer engineer. So that doesn't, I shouldn't say that because people are like, oh, I'm not married to a computer engineer. Can I do this? Well, of course you can. But he just happens to be really you know, good at that. So I'm kind of lucky. Um, I have a full-time, three other part-time to full-time people who work uh, daily with us. You know, people who do the Facebook community. I'm in the Facebook com- community a lot. I love to connect with my customers. Um, we have someone who helps me write the standards. So we have a team. We definitely have a team now. But I didn't start that way. 
It just started with me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it just started with you. And uh, anyone thinking of a membership site, they wonder how much time, for instance, they spend in the group. Because when you love it so much, like I know you do, it could actually consume you fully, the Facebook group, and you don't get to do everything else that you need to do in your business. How do you deal with that yourself? I don't really have that problem at all. And it doesn't consume me. It takes up a small portion of my day. Here's the thing. A little connection with your audience goes a long, long way. And my audience are teachers. They're from nine to three. They're not interested in listening to me. <laughs> and they, they interact on their own time. What I like to do, I like to go into the group on a weekly basis and do a Facebook Live. I like to read through their questions. I don't necessarily answer them all because what I'm reading through is what do they need help with? What are they experiencing in their daily life that I could possibly help them with inside the membership? It could be an idea for a training that I'm going to be doing. And then if someone's really in a pickle or they're really feeling like, oh gosh, I'm having a really hard day and they reach out to the group and there's people commenting, I'll often uh, go in and just do an impromptu Facebook Live and kind of help that person through a problem. This is not time consuming. Uh, loving on your customer base is the most important thing you can do. I, For me, I need to leave room in my week and it's it only amounts to maybe an hour and a half for the entire week, maybe two hours tops. But I get people to do the other stuff because no one else can connect with my customers kind of like I do. So that's important for me to do. It may not be as important for you or for other people's businesses, but it definitely is for me. So you say you, you are creating constantly content. So do you kind of then drip feed new content? Do you uh, repurpose old content? Like it feels like membership site can be for certain people a content treadmill and they are kind of trying to catch up with delivering all the content or how can they make it enjoyable or easy for themselves? Okay, so if you're looking for an easy solution, you can create one. You don't have to do, uh, there's no one way to do a membership site. Based on my business model, based on my customers' needs, and based on my brand and where we are positioned in the world of art, creating content is an essential part of my business. It's also the most fun part for me. Um, today is my art making day. I have my, my t-shirt and my sneakers and <laughs> my hair is in a ponytail. I'm going to put on the apron and I'm going to create art for basically this whole entire week. And I'm going to be creating uh, lesson plans and taking pictures and videos. How much fun is that? That's what I like to do. I, I devote a week to that content every month. And then I have someone who puts it all together. But it used to be that I would create the content and put it all together and upload it to the site and market it. So now I just create the content. I have someone else putting it together and then I have someone else uploading it to the site. So the more you establish your roles in the membership site, the easier it can become. I'm not gonna lie, it's when you say a content treadmill, yeah, we're on one for sure. Like we produce content, but it's not really a treadmill. It is pretty strategic at this point. Do I wish I was more ahead of the game? Yes, <laughs> every month, that is my goal. <laughs> but that'll come, that uh, as you build your team, slowly, as you, you know, fine tune all the details, slowly and slowly, month after month, it gets get better and better. I feel like you need 
it's not a short-term win, it's a long-term game. And I play the long game. Um, I play the game, I should, I don't even like saying game, but my intentions are to have this membership site for a long period of time. And I don't have to accomplish everything in the first month of business. It takes years to create a, sim a system. It does for me. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. So we're talking a bit about pros and cons. So and uh, thinking about how you market, you have a blog that's been going on for eight years. So obviously you have a lot of organic traffic, uh, but how do you generally launch or sell your membership site? I subscribe to the closed launch model. If this may not be for everyone, and but it certainly was one that I could manage the best. So what that means is that I only allow enrollment twice a year. Now I'm going to enroll, allow enrollment three times a year because the demand is so high that people don't want to wait six months. So we're doing three open cart enrollments a year, three public launches. And that's really the only way to get into the membership site. Now people might think, well, you're crazy. Like, shouldn't if someone wants to join the membership site, shouldn't they be allowed to join? Well, for us, launching the membership site, explaining how it works, teaching people about the benefits, showing them what it's all about takes a tremendous amount of effort because our membership site is relatively dense and it follows a pattern of benefits like week one, week two, week three, every month like there's a format. And for a teacher who's not used to being in a membership site when they're used to downloading a $5 product whenever they want it based on whatever they need it, this is a different type of mindset that they need to adopt. And so we go through a video launch, we do webinars, we do Facebook ads, and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of education and a lot of uh, our energy twice a year to get our, uh, our members. But by now, our members are used to it. We have a wait list or a notification list. And, you know, we're building it um, as the months go on. And then in January, we'll have another public launch and we'll enroll, you know, a good number of people. And the benefit for us, especially we feel it in the community, is that people all join, kind of like there's like a thousand people who will join together and they get like so excited, like I'm a sparkler and I'm a sparkler and, and we're welcoming them. And it's, it's just really exciting to kind of, it's like the freshman class and the sophomore class and it's just, that's how it happened just organically for us. And although this was Stu's advice as well, you know, Stu McLaren, who I consider like the membership guru, he suggested like, it's not the only way you can do it. I have, we have a friend, Jasmine Starr, who launches her a membership perpetually, like it's, it's ongoing. And we have a, a lot of other friends who do that and they do it really, really well. But for my customer base, it works better with a slower launch period and less times a year. Yeah. And I guess you have then a little bit more time for content creation in between. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to build that in. Yes. So you have people on the waiting list. How big is your launch? Like how long? Like uh, the launch period? It's about itself. seven days. Um, I, get, I know you prepare for a long. Yeah. But you prepare a long time beforehand, right? So, yeah, we do. Uh, Last time we had a, a video launch. We had four videos that we launched a couple of weeks before the actual card open. We do a, we're always promoting the, the Sparklers Club. That's what it's called. And 
in subtle ways. Like I mentioned it in my podcast, people know of the Sparklers Club now. I just want to make people aware that there's an option, a really easy solution for them. And it's not a scary solution. Most people feel like a membership site. The hardest thing is actually convincing someone that it's worthwhile to join a membership site. Even if it's if it costs them more to buy a single product than it does to join a membership site and they get like that product and 10 more, there's still a block there. So we have to educate. We take a lot of time to educate our customers and our potential customers and members before they, they join. And then we have a seven or eight day card open period. Yeah. And do you then uh, kind of send out daily emails and do Facebook lives and during that seven day open card? Yeah, I say we, if people are familiar with the Jeff Walker launch formula, I think we do that just pretty much to a T. Uh, we introduced the video series this year. We didn't do a video series before. Um, when I first started the membership site, I had never done a webinar. I knew, I kind of didn't really know what a webinar was. <laughs> but, you know, Stu told me to do it and James told me to do it. And James walked me through the process and he's the master of like how to process things. And so I just followed the checklist and did, and it was easier for me to get on, you know, a computer and talk to my audience. That was easy. Um, but of course, I refined it over the years. And so I did an email series. My group is familiar with email. So that is probably our most powerful uh, launch mechanism to get people is through the written word. And it is a mostly closely resembled to a blog where people can read things in their inbox. And that's what works. I think that's our biggest converter. And webinars have been you know, pretty good for us. And the video series, you know, just introducing me and the brand to people who may have never heard of me before has been really impactful. So we do now all three. You do all three. And you've recently started using the PLF. Uh, I have uh, many good friends that use that method, especially when a business is scales up. Uh, and uh, do you find that a method you're going to use moving forward? Well, it's worked for us in the past. And we, I just think there's a, a tremendous amount of, clarity with the product launch formula and the way that's what Stu uses it's what James uses and it's what we use and who am I to really mess that one up but I didn't do everything all at once uh, you kind of have to slowly go into it like if you're kind of like me and you're a teacher and you have a blog and all of a sudden you have a membership site and you're like what the heck is a launch and you know people could buy when they pleased before and now you're you're limiting them from buying you're like it was kind of a freaky thing but there's a process for all of these things and if you're willing just to jump in and go with the process then and do what you can do what you're comfortable with because what you're comfortable with will come through to your audience if you're going to do something that you're not comfortable with just hold off don't you don't have to do it all i mean that's the thing they don't tell you you don't do it all just do what you can and and build on it. It doesn't, the first launch doesn't have to be fabulous. You can just keep on building, keep on getting better and go slow, like enjoy the process. That's what I say. That's a perfect ending to our conversation, Patty. <laughs> just enjoy the process, <laughs> take it step by step. And uh, yeah, a membership site is definitely one, a wonderful business model if it fits your personality and your product. So Thank you for being on the show, Patty, and uh, 
wish you best of luck creating your art now. I see a wonderful background in the image uh, yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm getting excited to pick out my own <laughs> pens. Um, thank you for being on the show and I wish you great luck. We'll link to all your uh, wonderful sites uh, in the show notes where you can find Patty online and follow her blog and possibly join her membership site. Thank you so much, Sigrun. This was fun. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 87. There you'll also find links to Patty and her membership site plus the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.